Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin, and this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining for episode 329. Unfortunately, yet one more time, Eric is unable to join us, but never fear. We did an interview since the last episode, which we are including on this, and Eric was able to join, so we will have Eric joining us later in the episode for that oil change interview. We got all three of the band members. Talk to them about the band, their music, and all kinds of fun stuff. Great suggestions as we always come up with, uh, you know, good brainstorming session with the band. (laughs) But tune in. We will get to that here in just a moment. As we do, we're going to kick off the show with the new tunes that are coming out. We're going to start on August 6th. Mars Addict released The Vast of Night, which was a single. Death Ridge Boys released Too Much Bullshit. I got my copy of the vinyl just the other day. It's a great album. Entre Vandals released Acrete's E. Uh, Cups. Good stuff. I recommend checking it out. I will definitely be playing something from that, but probably over on Punkanoi Worldwide. The Adam Age released... High Class Motherfuckers, which is a single on Asian Man Records. Schedule One released, uh, well, put out at the newest Pills session, which is Pills 29 on Pills Records and Pandemics Records. We did that over on Punkanoi Worldwide, where it featured a few labels, including that one last month. Then Lost to Life released DSOL promo on 1054 Records on the 9th. And Under the Influence, UTI. They released Translucent Scream, which is a single on 1054 Records. And if you like hardcore, 1054 Records from Australia, putting out a lot of great stuff. I recommend checking it out. On the 11th, Move BHC put out Black Radical Love on Triple B Records. Spoilers put out There or Thereabouts on Rad Girlfriend and Spam Records. A handful more releases on the 11th, including Rebuilder, Putting out local support, Four in the Chamber from or released Empire's Collapse EP on 1054 Records. Concrete Ties released The Strong, which was a single on Upstate Records. New single from The Young Ones called Angel Side. They have an LP coming soon. City Riot in the same boat. They released Cowboy Cowboys of the 90s single. And I think their LP is coming out in just a few weeks next month. Uh, The Lonely Surf released 12 Months Out, which is a single on Disconnect Disconnect Records. Then 556 released a self-titled LP, and that 556 is the number five, number five, and then six spelled out. So there you go. If you are looking it up, that's how you spell 556. Uh, Down Not Out released a new single called Voiceless. Then on the 12th, the Take released Live For Tonight, which is an EP, and that came out on Demons Run Amuck. We'll be playing something from it soon. Uh, probably, it might be on Punkanoi Worldwide, a lot of the newer stuff. Definitely get over there, because so much new stuff comes out between all the new stuff coming out and all the new stuff that gets shared with us on top of that. Hard to get to all of it here, so a lot of new tunes going to be over there on Punkanoi Worldwide. Uh, including this one, Shape for Battle, they released a new EP called American Oi on Liberty or Death Records on the 13th. Meantime released Emured, I-M-M-U-R-E-D, in case I'm mispronouncing that, which is a single on Indecision Records. Lupus released 
Krutost Truval Nadege on DIY Koto Records on the 15th. The Riot Peddlers released High Horse EP. I've got to preliminarily hear that. It was pretty good. I'm looking forward to listening more. That was 15th. On the 16th, The Path released Prison Planet on State of Mind Records. I think if you go to State of Mind Records on Bandcamp, it might be on the 1st. But if you go to The Path's Bandcamp page, then it'll show on the 16th. Half as Bad is releasing on the 17th. They are releasing What You Hear Is What You Get on Otitas Media Records. Mad Brother Ward and the Abrasives are releasing All Bad All the Time. That'll be on the 17th. Bearings will be releasing The Best Part About Being Human on Pure Noise Records on the 18th. Aggrieved and Cold Case are putting out a split EP on Upstate Records on the 18th. The Agonizers are releasing That's Right on Ruined Records on the 18th. Your Best Nightmare is releasing a new EP on the 18th. We'll be getting to that towards the end of the show. Freya is releasing Fight as One on Upstate Records on the 22nd. Simple Minded Symphony on Ska Punk International are releasing a self-titled, so Simple Minded Symphony on the 22nd. On the 25th, Spanish Love Songs releasing No Joy on Pure Noise Records. Greater Vision will be releasing Disappear completely on Upstate Records. The remainder of the releases are all on the 25th. God Collider is releasing Unhallowed Blasphemies, which is an EP on Indecision Records. Vendetta will be releasing Death Grip on Indecision Records. Bondbreaker will be releasing Exile on Grimace Records. We played something from that on the last episode. The Decline will be releasing Magical Misery Tour on P Records. So get out there, check out all of those releases. As uh, when Eric is unable to be here, he does include his list that he would normally go over for me, so we can get those included. Here are the new releases Eric had on his list. On August 7th, Total Serial and Umphrey releasing a split EP. On the 9th, Magnitude uh, releasing Rectify and Of Days Renewed, which looks like that's a single. Cannibal Corpse releasing Summoned for Sacrifice, which is a single. On the 11th, Move BHC releasing Black Radical Love. And then Human Garbage releasing Straight Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, then on the 13th, Twitching Tongues are released, or did release, because we're past the 13th. They released In Love, There Is No Law, which is the 10-year anniversary edition. Then Sevende and No Stones are putting out a split, or did put out a split EP on August 14th. Now we're into the future, which is Ministry releasing Goddamn White Trash, which is a single on the 17th. Ringworm will be releasing Seeing Through Fire on the 18th. Death Clock releasing Death Album 4 on the 22nd. And then he's got a few releases on the 25th, including Army of the Doomstar soundtrack, uh, Berthold City, A Moment in Time, uh, God Collider's Unhallowed, Blasphemies, which is an EP, Psychomantis, uh, Cerebral Labyrinth Part 1. But he also included, just before I got recording here, uh, Psychomantis released a single on today, the 16th, which is obviously a, a prelude to that other release. And that single today is EFD, Ecstatic Flesh Devourment. So go check out all those new releases. We do have some shows. Now we'll include Eric's shows on that list as soon as we get to them. We are going to kick off the show with 
some new music. So Oil Change, as I said, band from Grand Rapids, if you're unfamiliar, just a few episodes back, I included that album, uh, eight tracks plus a cover, and I included it as my great cover-to-cover album. So there are a lot of great tracks on there. I'm going to try to play some stuff that we haven't played. As we usually do, I will include it around the interview. So I'm going to include two tracks we haven't played then. A couple episodes back on episode 326, I included 10 Years and Unfinished. Go check out the release, but if you did check out that episode, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, I did include whenever, like over a year ago, I believe, when they released that as an early release single. Since it's been a while, we're going to kick the show off with that. And then near the interview, which will be a little bit later on in the show, we'll play some more tracks. So let's get those new tracks rolling from Oil Change off of Unfinished, which uh, just came out uh, last month, a little over a month ago. Uh, we are going to play Whenever, so here goes. Whenever with everyone we know On the road around another show Whenever with everyone Off to the ball we'll have some fun With everyone we know Whenever with everyone we know On the road around another show We talk about that track a lot. That's why I did want to include it. But as I try to do, uh, we always play 
tracks we haven't played before when we're playing tracks from a band that we have played previously. So wanted to include it. You'll hear more in the interview about that track. Uh, the album Unfinished Business, it came out on July 7th, and it was released on Truck Stop Toilet Records, Dismantled Records. You can still buy the vinyl on those. We'll talk more about that also during the interview, but you can go get those. I think Dismantled is down to just black, and if you're lucky, they may still have the orange and black splatter over at Truck Stop Toilet Records. That's where I got my copies of the record from. Uh, I did... Uh, if you're curious, whenever was in June of 2002 on Punkanoi Worldwide is where we did play that. So been a while, but uh, I guess we haven't played that one here. And like I said, we talk about it quite a bit in the show. Plus, we talk about those tracks that we did include uh, uh, a couple episodes back on episode 326. Let's get on with the show. Next up, we have the band Dead Mammals. They're from Rochester in the UK. They're on Belgium label uh, Pogo Records. The, the band is Noise Rock, and they formed in 2020. We'll, we'll see what you think here in a moment. That release that we're talking about is Roman numeral two, so it's just two, and it came out on August 4th. Uh, as always, I, I want to thank uh, Pogo Records for reaching out and sharing their stuff here. We can check it out and share it all together. Uh, we're going to get into a track from it. It is a full length, and you can go over to Pogo Records' Bandcamp page, and you can find this along with a lot of the other stuff that they share with us there. And they've got a variety of stuff, including a lot of stuff with similar type sounds to this band, Dead Mammals. This track's called A Ritual. <laughs> Yeah! 
a ritual that is dead mammals go check out the rest of that lp which is simply number two or just two roman numeral two that's where you'll find it or how you'll find it you will find it over on pogo records and thanks to pogo records as always for reaching out and sharing their stuff with us next up uh, another person always doing a great job sharing his projects torsten uh, from norway his band freedom is releasing The Wasted Years. That album is due out in November, but just released another single from it called Guilt Trip, and that single came out on August 4th, same release date as Dead Mammals. Uh, Torsten, also in Norsk Rock, which we play, and Freaksjon, hopefully I'm pronouncing that one right, Uh, sent it over on August 9th, and again, that new album's coming out soon. The band's been together since 2003. Uh, I believe The Wasted Years is some recordings that were supposed to be for their follow-up to their 2010 album. Didn't happen, but uh, just a few years back, going through some stuff, came across all of these, and now we're going to be getting The Wasted Years. The band Freedoms from Osfold in Norway. And as always, thank you to Torsten for sharing the, the music. Let's get to that track off of The Wasted Years. It is a guilt trip. Freedom, great stuff there. Thank you again to Torsten for sharing that. Uh, next up, we've got a band from Santiago in Chile. 
Uh, I'm glad the band reached out, get the band, you know, bands all over the world. That's what we do here, and obviously Punkanoi Worldwide, that's that's in the name, but we've always been about that here as well on the Punkcast. Uh, we've got the band uh, Pate en la Mente. So, yeah, you know, that's my Spanish. Pata en la Mente. And it translates to pata in the mind. I don't know what pata is, and that's the translation I get from Google Translate along with the pronunciation. Uh, the name of the release that we're going to be playing a track from is... Nací odiar. Which translates to I was born to hate. And I was born to hate came out on June 1st of 2023. Uh, band reached out over on Instagram. Appreciate that. Uh, reached out over on Punkanoi Worldwide. You know, unless anybody says something specific, we, we just kind of plug stuff in and make sure uh, that we're reaching out and, and sharing whatever gets shared with us. Every once in a while, I get something just really fucking weird, and I just don't know how it fits and what I could say about it. But that's only happened on a rare occasion, like a really rare occasion in uh, over six years of doing SLZ Punkcast. And, you know, on top of that, or included in that six years, was the four years for Punkanoi Worldwide. So, uh, good stuff here. We're including it. The band is X Hello Freak as well, which I need to check out that track. I meant to do that, and I'm just dawning on me right now, but we're recording this episode, so maybe on the next one, since uh, they were X, uh, and we'll just include more from Santiago. Plus, at some point, it might be at the end of next year, who knows when, but we will be getting back to Chile on Punkanoi Worldwide as we're just wrapping up with uh, the UK this month, Ireland in September, and we should be on into Canada by October, so... That gives you an idea of, it might be a while before we get to Santiago. Again, I'm Punkanoi Worldwide, but here, we're there. Uh, let's play that track. That track from uh, Born, or I Was Born to Hate is... Viudo de Verano. Which translates to Summer Widower. So let's do it. Here goes. This is Pata en la Mente. <laughs>
Great stuff. Go check out the rest of that release. Again, that came out June 1st of this year. So new stuff. I think they had a, an early release single before that too, but pretty easy to find. Pata en la mente. Next up, another Spanish band, but this one is not from Santiago, Chile. This one's from Mexico City in Mexico. The band is Anti-Venom. It is a one-man band, completely DIY, uh, with punk Rock, ska, metal focus. There's quite a bit in there, but also including some random electronic elements. So if this has piqued your interest, you should definitely go check out A Handful of Nothing, which is going to be released on August 25th. So that is coming up soon uh, in about, well, less than 10 days. So put that on your list. That'll be next Friday. Uh, the band, Anti-Venom, that solo project, as it were, uh, was created in 2008 by Raz Misery. Uh, the vocals on the track that we're going to do is actually features Squirt from Public Serpents, who was also in Choking Victim. We, we played the new Public Serpents, I think, here on the Punkcast and uh, other tracks over on Punkanoi Worldwide as well. So you can go check those out. There's a lot of other great tracks, but I figure, hey, if you got Squirt to appear on a track, we should check it out. I did. I really liked the track, so made it really easy. Uh, we're going to get to A Handful of Nothing. This track is called Thermonuclear Wasteland. So here we go with some brand new upcoming Anti-Venom. Let's go.
cool stuff. If you've heard that uh, Public Serpent stuff, or if you've heard Squirt Sync before, Sing before, uh, then you can tell. And I recommend checking out the rest of that handful of nothing once it does come out. So be on the lookout for it. That was Anti-Venom from Mexico City, Mexico. Now we're going to bounce all the way up to Sweden. The band is The Deads. They released a new single, January. So a little bit older, which is going to kind of transition us into that older, lesser known. A few of those tracks here in just a moment. But January 1st of 2023 is when that came out. The band did reach out, get this on our radar through Punkinary Worldwide's Instagram as well, and that was on August 10th. Uh, this is a punk metal hardcore band, so always looking forward to checking out more, especially Eric. Eric's missing out. This is definitely up his alley as well. Uh, I want to thank the band The Deads for reaching out and getting it on our radar. Again, this band is from Sweden. Uh, the name of the track, it's in Swedish. It's a single that was released. And according to Google Translate, it is... Dags for Lön. Uh, which translates to Time for Salary. So there you go. That's what we're listening to. This is The Deads. <laughs> Score. I need no 
Yeah, great stuff. Even like a, a psychobilly undertone, and maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm reaching. I don't know. But good stuff. That was The Deads. I, I hope you digging that. And digging thus far, we're getting close to that interview, but you know how we roll. We got uh, some shows to talk about. We got a few older, lesser knowns. And that's what we're going to get into right now. Next up, we're going to play Bouncing Souls. Uh, I went and saw them right around New Year's. It was definitely cold. It was the, maybe the end of December. They came through here to Salt Lake and uh, heard a song that I looked up like, I, I've had to have played this, but I hadn't. And it's a really cool song. Uh, I've definitely enjoyed it. One of my uh, favorite songs from the band. And I've been meaning to play it for a while, but I think we played something else from Bouncing Souls way back around January when that came out. And so I thought, you know, we'll hold off. And now seems like a good time. So Bouncing Souls uh, from New Jersey. If for some reason you don't know about Bouncing Souls, we played them a couple times. Uh, They formed in 1987. So what is that? 36 years as a band. Congratulations to them. That's pretty amazing. Uh, In 1993, they formed their own label, Chunksaw Records. Uh, to release their early material, and even some of their more recent releases are at least co-released through their Chunksaw label. Uh, In 2010, they released Ghosts on the Boardwalk, and that's where the track is that we're going to play. They released this track as an early release single in 2009, but it's officially on Ghosts on the Boardwalk. This track, I think it's got a message that just speaks to me. What can I say? I've been meaning to get to it, meaning to play it, so let's do... Here is the Bouncing Souls with Gasoline. Sex and violence has lost its charm. I need something to amuse. And war is boring, it's not enough. I need a shock down to my shoes. Pedophile lust, torture blood in the dust. Take all you can. As long as it's on a TV screen, keep it away from my house, man. I'm long gone. I'm long gone. I'm long gone. My senses are born to the core. So fuck me hard, I still want more. So patient now is what I need. So I don't have to live with me. Slavery is still alive. Somebody's friend. Take anything you want. Just don't show me. Yeah. 
Give me some gasoline Give me some gasoline Sedate me with anything So I don't have to live with me Tell me, tell me that I'm free Kill me with everything Until there's nothing souls that's gasoline so that come out in 2009 right the album came out in 2010 but that kind of gives you an idea you know even 29 of you know what kind of smartphones and shit like that did we have back then and i think the smartphones were just coming out maybe not even everybody had them at that point yet and i know there's some young people out there like what what do you mean yes uh i think that uh, still pretty early on, and they weren't really doing quite as much as they do, or in this instance, I'm going to say we weren't as dependent on them as we probably are now. So think ahead to now, and you know where, where does an update of that track, did, did we improve? Are we in the same boat? Yeah, we're probably worse off. That I'm going to agree. Uh, we got one more track to play before we get uh, talking about the live shows that are coming up. Uh, one quick side note, uh, a couple shows that I've watched recently. Uh, one, This Fool, if you haven't seen it, it's over on Hulu. Second season, I think just posted up like a month ago or something. It's all there. It's funny. Uh, you can go watch both seasons if you haven't. Again, like I say, it's on Hulu if you want to go check it out. The reason why I'm bringing it up here is because... Uh, Comic, who also is a star and co-creator in the show, Chris Estrada, which you should go look him up. He is constantly wearing variety of punk bands, uh, shirts throughout. Uh, I mean, just about every single shirt he's wearing is a punk band, or maybe some might be described as a new wave band, but for the most part, like punk bands. Amazing, and I, I think that's really fantastic if you're paying attention. And if you go through his social media, some of the stuff that he's doing that isn't specifically the show, he that, that translates for him. So I don't know if he gets to choose what he wears during the show or not, but uh, I, I took notice. He also looks like he did an interview with Toby Morse over on One Life, One Chance. Uh, that's Toby Morse's podcast, if you haven't checked that out. And awesome. I just want to shout out to him for the bands that he's wearing and then included the soundtrack. A lot of the episodes between those two seasons have a lot of cool punk bands on there. And then as a side note to that, on Peacock streaming, if you watch a show called 
uh, what the hell is it, Mr. Mercedes. I just started watching it recently, not quite made it through the first season yet, but it also includes a lot of punk bands, actually in the soundtrack, not uh, t-shirts being worn and stuff like that, but a huge variety, I think, of punk bands included in the soundtrack. So credit where credit is due. Now, the only drawback to the, the second one there, Mr. Mercedes, is all the punk tracks are really associated with the guy who's like the serial killer who gets hand jobs from his mom. And, you know, I'm not, that's not really given a whole lot away as far as plot goes. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can go check that out. But again, happy to see that the there's punk bands and punk music being included on popular shows, you know, that you may not think they would be there. And credit where credit's due, Chris Estrada for sure. Again, you know, why do they have to associate it with the fucking killer guy who's got fucking issues and stuff? Uh, that's shouldn't be the <laughs> that direct association. I wish they would diversify when they were playing the music in that show. But nonetheless, happy that they do so. And I uh, definitely recommend going and checking out and supporting Chris Estrada on top of that. And go watch this fool. It's funny. All right. So we got one more track to go. We are going to be playing uh, a band that we've played recently off of an older release of theirs as well, which we've also played recently. So the band Double Fisted from Glendale in Arizona, Phoenix. Glendale, it's more or less the same, right? If you're outside of Phoenix, it's basically, it's Phoenix. If you're inside of Phoenix, you're like, no, it's Glendale. There you go. Uh, they released the first seven inches. It was released on January 22nd, excuse me, of 2020. So yeah, it kind of fits in this category, right? A little older, maybe not lesser known, because you've probably heard us playing them recently. And that, we'd even played something off of the first seven inches previous. So I want to thank Roger for reaching out again and sharing this track called Conversion Therapy. And as he said, no controversy here. It's just an instrumental track. So it's going to kind of segue us into the live shows because these guys actually are going to be playing in Kenosha. So a show in Kenosha. September 9th, which is a Saturday at the port, it looks like. So uh, anybody that's going to be in that area, go check it out. They're going to have T-shirts, records, and CDs available as well. Uh, this is their debut EP on vinyl, and they still have a few copies left. So uh, go check it out. Go check out the band. We'll obviously get to social medias and such by the end of the show, as we do, but again, Kenosha, Wisconsin, at the port, live on September 9th. They'll also be performing with the band uh, Die, Monster Die. So, like I said, they're going to segue us in with this track as we get talking about the, the live shows, which we will do after this track. So here we go, double-fisted off the first seven inches. It's conversion therapy. <laughs>
Double Fisted, again, that was the instrumental conversion therapy. Go check them out in Kenosha, recordswithattitude.com. You can also go there. We are going to talk about some live shows that will be coming up because that's what we do. I didn't uh, attend any. Maybe Eric did. We are going to be, once this never-ending project of getting the studio built is done, uh, kind of working into moving this portion of the show, the, the live shows portion. Well, we'll probably still mention upcoming live shows, but the discussing of them over onto maybe doing it on YouTube so you can check out what we're doing there as well. So in the meantime, no live shows for me. Maybe Eric will have a whole bunch on the next go-round. Uh, I don't know, but... We, uh, I've got Eric's list, like I said, so we're going to go over Eric's list of uh, live shows that he was going to mention first, and here's his list. On August 18th, Backhand Victory Lap Tour Homecoming, featuring Gosh, Lovelace, and Lorelei, which will be at Kilby Court, 13 bucks. that's a 7 p.m. show. Also on the 18th, I know Eric will be attending this one, Flogging Molly, the Bronx, the Vandaliers, that'll be at the complex. It's $39.50, but with fees, it's $56.06. Eric knows because he's already paid those fees. Uh, that's a 7 p.m. show. Less Than Jake will be here in Salt Lake on the 19th, and they will be with the Toasters and Devin Kay and the Solutions. That will be a 7 p.m. show, 26 bucks. On the 19th, Mummy, Spent, Service Weapon, and Inferium will be at Black Long, 12 bucks, 7 p.m. show. On the 19th as well, Nerd Rage with Eric's band Anonymous and Mung with The Makeways at All for Rock, $10, 7 p.m. show. Eric will also be there. As you can tell, Eric's busy, and so uh, with this uh, other things that he's got going on right now, unfortunately, it had to kind of work its way into the time we would do the podcast. But he's got to get them all done, and I'm glad he's going to be out doing the shows. On the 22nd, No Bragging Rights with Low Life, Snuff Tape, Spent, that's at Liquid Joe's, 20 bucks, 8 p.m. Uh, if it's not clear, and I'll let you know, uh, Eric's list typically includes uh, local shows here to Salt Lake. I will be mentioning uh, a lot of worldwide shows in just a moment. On the 23rd, The Body, Troller, Dead Times at Kilby Court, 22 bucks, 7 p.m. On August 24th, Mugshot, No Cure, Honor Code. No Cure Honor Code, there we go. Uh, portraits, service weapon, at Black Lung, $15 pre-sale, but if you wait till the day of, or at least at the door, that is, 18 bucks, 6 p.m. Then Crucial Fest will be here in Salt Lake. If you want the four-day VIP pass, it's 120 bucks in advance or 150 the day of. Single days are 23 bucks. So again, that was a VIP pass for the four days, not just a regular pass. Uh, on the 24th, Crucial Fest Night 1, that will feature bands like Bongzilla, Eagle Twin, Cadabra, Ills, or ILS, Pound, Dunn, Space Gun, Turtleneck Wedding Dress. Then on Night 2, you'll get Portrayal of Guilt, Glassing, Mismore, Last, Unrequited, Wield and Woe, Portrayal to the Goddamn Blood Dimension. That was all one band name right there. Portrayal to the Goddamn Blood Dimension. Then Sympathy Pain. On the 26th, this is Crucial Fest Night 3. Whores, the Otolith. Otolith. Yep, I think that's right. The Otolith, Ryle, Willhaven, Worship, 
baby girl, and that's G-U-R-L, baby girl, Swarmer, Run Into the Sun, and then on August 27th, which is Crucial Fest Night 4, you get Cloakroom, Mike Sheet, Shite, S-H-E-I-D-T, hopefully I'm getting that right, uh, Top Dead Celebrity, Paris Green, Mortigi Tempo, Lindsay Heath Orchestra, no relation to me, uh, <laughs> Sheacock with a Vengeance, Jeff Dillon, and Revival, or Revival. So go check them out if you're here and you want to go see all of those bands. A lot of stuff going on with Crucial Fest, a lot of other local shows. And then there is My List. My List is pretty long, but I'll try to get through it as quickly and efficiently as possible. Our pals in Clover's Curfew are wrapping up their part two of their Sail Away tour. They have uh, some California shows. They'll be in Santa Rosa uh, this Friday and Saturday, the 18th and 19th, then San Francisco on the 20th, Los Angeles 22nd, Los Angeles as well on the 25th, San Diego on the 26th. Those gaps in those cities, you should hit them up. They're probably looking for something to do. or Maybe they have plans already, but go over to Clover's Curfew and hit them up, check them out. There's still more dates, uh, Las Vegas on the 1st, Laughlin 2nd, Las Vegas again on the 3rd, and later in September. But we'll get to those as it gets closer to those dates. Then there is Cadence Fest 3, and that'll be on September 9th. You can plan for that, and that will be in St. Paul. Uh, a lot of great bands. I'm bringing that up because Victory's going to be playing it, Empire Down, uh, Bullshit Detector, a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of great bands. We'll mention more as it gets closer, but if you're going to be uh, in the Midwest around September 9th, you should definitely be going. It's only 15 bucks, and there's a shit ton of bands there, so that'll be in St. Paul. We'll mention more. Again, as it gets closer, on Saturday the 19th, you'll get to see uh, conservative. This is in Brooklyn at Gold Sounds. You'll get to see conservative military image. I'm looking forward to seeing those guys at some point. The Stress, Exhibition, Big Dog, 11th Hour. That is $15 in advance, or if you wait till the door, it's going to be $20, bucks, 7 p.m. show. Uh, go see those bands if you're going to be anywhere there in Brooklyn. Then we have uh, a couple shows in uh, Hamilton and Peterborough. There we go. So the first one in Hamilton, this is Canada, uh, August 18th, you can go see Barbed Wire Braces, ASOP, Elephant, and Detest. It's 19 and older, $20, uh, or 20, $10. I'm, I'm doubling the price. No, it's only 10 bucks, and you can go check out uh, ASOP playing with barbed wire braces. It's an 8 p.m. show, and it looks like it's at 13 Kenilworth Ave in North Hamilton. Uh, that's the address. I'm not exactly sure what the venue name is here, but we're not going to waste time on that. Then the next night in Peterborough, uh, Hardcore Revival Show, August 19th, ASOP, Punching Nuns, Well and Wasted, and then Poison Fountains, and that'll be at the historic Red Dog. So go see... ASOP if you're in either of those towns. Then uh, Kids on Fire, just uh, so you know, they're hitting the West Coast October 19th through 28th as they'll be putting out a new album on October 19th. Uh, we will talk more about that Kids on Fire tour as it gets closer to those dates. Then we have uh, Top Novel 
They have a couple shows in, it looks like I want to say, uh, Vinny's Dive, which is in Southport, and they'll be playing with uh, Trashed Again, Buckled, and Tokyo Beef. It's August 18th, 7 p.m., a $15 show. And then Top Novel and Trashed Again will also be playing a show, it looks like, on the next night, Saturday the 19th. And on Saturday the 19th, it's a mini festival as there are a ton of bands and I'm looking for the city. Uh, see, tickets are 25 bucks, doors at 4 p.m. Sometimes the flyers are hard to read, especially when you're trying to read it really quickly. <laughs> but Top Novel, Trashed Again, The Black Catapult, Serial Killer Dinner Party, The Final Fall, Buckled, Hard Luck Champions, The Fat Bastards, Jumping Over Giants, and Bridge to Nowhere. Uh, just go over to at Top Novel over on Instagram, and you can see those for uh, better details. But awesome bands, and even the bands I don't know. Some of them have really great names. Uh, coming next month, Special Duties is going to be doing a tour, and they'll be here in Salt Lake, but we'll talk more about that as it gets closer uh, the protester, if you got their music, let me know because I'm waiting to get it. I think they just put it out on CD, but they did an album release party uh, last weekend. And so hopefully if you were uh, anywhere near them, in, I think they, that was in Jakarta, uh, hopefully you got to go check that out. That special duties tour, in case you're curious, starts September 1st in San Diego and it's just the West Coast. It's a West Coast tour, but goes through the 16th. And they'll basically be California, Idaho, Utah, Washington, but even up to Vancouver in BC. And you can go see them. And they'll be playing with Starving Wolves. So you definitely want to go check that out. Uh, Attitude Festival is coming up in Bristol. That's going to be on Saturday, the 2nd of September. And our pals in Cuffs are going to be playing that show. That's why I'm mentioning that one now. But go get your tickets. You can also go see Carsick, Peach, Pizza Tramp, Jen and the Degenerates, Snash, some special guests, Droogs, The Issues, Big Lava, Fluff, Mutant Menace, Swan Song, Kane Hurst, Cast Quartz, uh, a lot of stuff going on for that show. It's 16 and older, 12.30 p.m., so in the afternoon, and all the way to 3 a.m., plus they'll have some guest DJs and such like that, so... Uh, go look at Attitude Festival UK, and you can get more details. Uh, up in Ireland, uh, on O'Connell Street, Summer in the City will be happening on August 25th. Sympos and Onslua, two fantastic bands. Uh, looks like that's in Waterford on Friday the 25th. They'll be playing, so make sure you get yourself out to see those two great bands. Then the Deathridge Boys are going to be doing a, an album release show for Too Much Bullshit, and that's going to be on Thursday, August 24th, with the bands All Out, Moon Kaiser, and Amusement. It's a 21 and older show, $10 in advance, $12 day of at the 6th. Sorry, not the 6th, the 6th in Portland. So uh, go check it out. Go check out those bands. That new Deathridge Boys is pretty cool, so uh, I recommend checking it out. Uh, next up, we have Thursday the 17th. That's tomorrow, so hopefully if you are in, uh, what is this, Beer City, Colorado? Is that where this is? No. Uh, it is under, 
Oil City Beer Company. I think that's in Colorado. No, Casper, Wyoming. There we go. I'm sorry. Again, some of the flyers, hard to read. In Casper, Wyoming, on Thursday the 17th, you should definitely go check out these bands because I'm sure Casper gets skipped over by a lot of bands. But Reno Divorce, Strike 12, System Restore, and the Frickin' Ashenas. Frickin' Ashenas? I think I got that right. They're all playing. It's $15 in advance, 20 bucks at the door. I know sometimes we got to wait because of the funds, but obviously save yourself 5 bucks and go get your tickets early. Our pals and Project Sellout are going to be playing with uh, what is this? DPI, who DPI will be recording a live album and a live DVD at this show, and that's at The Holding Company. And The Holding Company is uh, in OB, I assume. Oh, Ocean Beach. There we go. Ocean Beach in San Diego. This is Sunday, August 20th. So that is this Sunday. And you'll also get to see, on top of doing the, the live recordings, El Nada. Gizzards, Johnny Castle, and PID, who's on tour from Colorado. Uh, head over to our pals at Project Sellout on Instagram, and you can get more details on that, but go check out Project Sellout. They're awesome, and they're awesome live. I've seen them a couple times. Definitely worth the price of admission. Here's Eric's show. That's uh, Saturday the 19th. I'm going to mention it again. Oliver Rock Shop, Nerd Rage, Mong, his band, Anonymous, and then The Makeways all playing. It's a all-ages show, music at 7. So go check out Eric if you're in the Salt Lake area this Saturday. Go say hi on, uh, well, September 14th, Total Chaos, Acides, and The Last Responders from Portland coming to town playing with Power Beer from Salt Lake. I'll mention more of those details as we get closer. Uh, Bad Nasty is on tour in... Uh, I want to say, is this somewhere? This is in Quebec. La Baie Saginaw in Quebec. Bad Nasty will be playing with Badass from Southern California. So you get two bands traveling in. Shitizen, who is from Chicago. Open Fire from Chicago. And then you get Destructive from Quebec City. Uh, so yeah, that's August 24th. It's only 15 bucks. Five bands, that's $3 a band, and you're getting four touring bands for that price. Uh, looks like show starts at 7 o'clock, so uh, you should definitely get to that one. Another show that uh, a few of those bands are also doing, Bad Nasty, Open Fire, Badass, Unwanted Noise, and Reaction. They'll all be on October, August 23rd, and that will be also in Quebec uh, at Trackside. T-R-A-X-I-D-E, and so that's Ask a Punk as far as where that venue is, but doors open at 8 $10, bands are at 8 30 You can go follow any of those bands, but Bad Nasty's at Bad Nasty 7-7, and you can go get into that show. Uh, just a few bands, or a few shows left to go, Saturday, August 19th which is Rob's 50th birthday, you can go see in Lakewood, California, at the famous Regal Inn, Carpet, Spider, Car Sex, Cunt Punch, Functional Lunatics, Strict 999, Strict 999, that's all one name, The Calvins, Level LB, uh, and Gentricide. So go check them out. It's only $15 day of show, but it is a 21 and older show, so... Uh, you know, all of you under 21s, I'm sorry, get to the ones that you can get to, I suppose. Punk Oirama is coming up August 31st through September 9th, and you'll get to see bands such as Lion's Law, Mob Mentality, The Offenders, 
Butterwege, Punk Rock, Bier Teufel, Spring Teufel, uh, Mark Fago. What else am I looking at? Last Caress, a lot of bands. Head over to At Lake Town Records if you want more detail. This will be, I'm sure, in Germany, but I'm missing what the name of the city is on, on the flyer. But uh, if you're over there, you should definitely go check out Punk Rama, a lot of great bands. Uh, our pals in Battalion Zoska have a couple shows coming up on August 26th. They will be doing uh, Punk Hardcore Night, and that's going to be in Northeast Philly. They'll be playing with Chemical X and Blindsider, 15 bucks. So that one is coming up soon, August 26th. Another one that is this Saturday, August 19th, uh, they're bringing back Ace or Delco Punk shows, all ages shows. And this is in Upper Darby. And you can go uh, over to Battalion Zoska to probably get more details. But it's only noon to four. So matinees, bring back the matinees. It's at uh, Upper Darby, American Legion, Post 214. Badass from California will be playing that show with Battalion Zoska, along with Side Pocket Louie and 83 Crev... Crev... Cravities? I think... No, Cavities. That's probably Cavities. <laughs> Uh, it's 21 and older to drink, and it's a cash bar, but it's only $10 to get in the show. So go check out Battalion Zoska. Go check out Badass. They are badass. They, they put on a great show. Uh, last two to mention, Trashed Again. Oh, we, I actually covered those already. So go see those. Uh, they are both in Queensland. So there you go on those details. And then finally... Uh, I just want to mention, we mentioned uh, last week's show, the band No Name, The No Name in China. They have their tour coming up on August 26th. They'll be in Beijing. Then Xi Jiang Zhuang on the 27th, Xi'an uh, in October. So there's only two August shows. That's part one. Part two, they have a few October shows. And Xi'an, Guangzhou, Hong Kong, and uh, Macau and that'll be October 13th through October 21st. Plus, they'll be announcing some more stuff. So be on the lookout for all of those things. <sighs> there we go. Plenty of talking. Let's get to the music. Uh, and the music that is to come is Oil Change. We have an interview. Uh, again, that album, Unfinished, pretty awesome. You should go check it out over at Truck Stop Toilet Records, Dismantled Records, or on Oil Change's Bandcamp. I'm going to let the band do most of the talking here in the interview, so no spoilers. They're from Grand Rapids. July 7th is when Unfinished came out. We're going to play a few tracks uh, to sandwich this interview as we do a couple tracks. Uh, one that we definitely talk about is Never Fade Away, so let's do it. It's uh, going to fade into that interview, so here goes.
me now, oil change. Eric will be joining here in just a moment. Uh, he's running a few minutes behind. Oil change, please introduce yourselves and thank you for joining us on the show. Hello, uh, we're oil change from Grand Rapids. I'm Sean, I play bass. I'm Brett, I play drums. Uh, I'm Matt, I play guitar. Excellent, well, thank you everybody for joining. First, let's get into Oil Change, the band name. So I'm a big fan of the oi in anything, right? I was just listening to Boy Grub, a German band earlier today, Ooh. who's used the oi in there. And then there's bands like Boys, the B-O-I-S, and Oil from California. Yeah. And, and then we have Oil Change. Why the Oil Change? When we started, we were supposed to be called Recharge. But there's like 500 bands called Recharge, <laughs> and they were all using the discharge logo that we were also using uh so we need to come up with something else yeah the name was <laughs> the name was a struggle for a second but yeah it just kind of you know i've also the same thing like listen to like chips avoy let's do a band name with the oi in there and oil like uh, i had a friend named charlie who had an oi tattoo on his chest and everyone thought it said oil uh, <laughs> um so it's like oil change uh, some of the songs we talk about are about like changing and shit like that. So it's all kind of like went together, like change and obviously the fucking it's oil fucking change. Motorhead, we fucking kind of steal imagery from Motorhead, you know, shit like that. So well, it's great nonetheless. I already liked it because I do like the play on the word and the incorporation in song titles, album titles, and absolutely with band names. As there's countless others, I'm sure we could continue to keep naming but that, that's really cool that you guys are doing that so let's get into the history of the band you talked about all right as a band you were going to be recharged uh, or was it recharged plural or uh, past tense recharged recharged with yeah. a d yeah okay so does that imply something from the past then yeah i'd say a little bit uh me and sean used to play in the channel babies together great band so we're like i don't know we like got back together and just started writing tunes and um I think at one point, way forever ago, we were just writing tunes and we're thinking about that recharge thing forever. Oh, yeah. Long, long ago, we had just like hung out and messed around. Fucked around on guitars and we started that, <clears throat> the whole name recharge, but you know, that's a cliche fucking name. Very much so. <laughs> uh, when it comes down to, you know, I've been doing podcasts for a few years now and played countless <clears throat> number of bands and all that. And when you're looking up bands, finding new bands, there are bands that use I don't want to call it generic, but something so ordinary or used that it is very difficult to come across. Like the band 1983, we just played them recently, and they were using 1983 as the band name, and they are trying to kind of reimagine the name in the album title of the new album with capital N, lowercase e, and three. And I even had to ask him because me, I'm looking at like, is that some shit off the periodic table? I mean, I don't, I don't know chemistry <laughs> all that well, but what is the name of your album? And then they told me, I'm like, oh, yeah, now that you say it, I can totally see it. And it makes sense. And they explained why, because you search 1983 and you're going to get who so many things probably before you actually yeah. get the band. And so... Obviously, you don't want to be something that numerous other bands were already using, but also recharged. Just that one word probably makes it more difficult to seek through all the mess there and try to find what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, oil change has uh, been a fucking struggle as well with the stupid fucking explanation point. <laughs> and you yeah. type in oil change Grand Rapids, 
all you get is nearest oil change, Grand Rapids. <laughs> so that's true. That's definitely a thing. You know. Well, fuck it. Maybe after enough searches, and I don't know if it was just me and Google's watching, you know, watches all of us or pays attention, whatever. <laughs> when we started SLC Punkcast, when I first would Google it, the cast for the movie SLC Punk would come up. That was always the of first course. search, yeah. right? Yes. And that, the, yeah. there's a point for calling it that. And there's Eric over my shoulder just walking in. Uh, Eric! We called uh, SLC Punkcast because we're from SLC, you know, and I thought, oh, you know, the movie and whatever. And so yeah. we'll play on words, Punkcast. So yeah. there was a point in doing it. It wasn't inadvertent, but for quite some time, it was... You search SLC Punk cast and you get the cast of SLC Punk. You weren't really finding us unless you kind of sort it out. So maybe after some time, Oil Change Grand Rapids (laughs) will bring up the band. All right. Eric is jumping in. How are you guys? (laughs) Hey, what's up? So let me uh, get caught up. The salutations are in order. Who are you guys? Sean, bass. Brent, drums. Uh, Matt, guitar. Okay. Sean, Brent, and Matt. All right. Fuck yeah. I'm Eric, but you guys probably already knew that. So, yeah, great to finally uh, join you guys. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, cheers. <laughs> so, band got back together. When was the first release? Like, when did the band Oil Change get together as the three of you? Shit, um, like COVID, like what? Yeah. 2020, you know, mm-hmm. like around the whole lockdown time. Like, we just kind of started jamming in Matt's basement without a drummer at all. And then she was learning drums. She was learning. Yeah, I learned drums during lockdown, and it just kind of worked out. Everything kind of fell into place. Uh, It just worked out. And then we went and uh, did our first little bit of recording with Vic not too long after that. Yep. And that was the first, like, four songs, the little EP that we... It was just on a CD, but... um, Yeah, the self-released EP. Turned out good. And... Just been rolling with it. Yeah, it seems to have been a that seems to have been a trend. A lot of uh, band they call them the lockdown bands, the bands that came <laughs> out because you know you're in lockdown. What else are you gonna do? We <laughs> got all that free money, and uh, I was buying a bunch of fucking PA equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Slash a killer ass bass and yeah yeah that's the way to do it it's like finally we got an actual refund <laughs> right okay so you got the the self-released four tracks and then after that get together uh what connected you with uh dismantled records truck stop toilet records no front teeth records to kind of coordinate and put this uh release out whenever and we were always talking about the differences between LPs and EPs and whatever, you, you know what I mean? The and in-between P's. The, the in-between. And <laughs> yeah. so would you classify whenever as a mini LP or do you just say LP? Because it's obviously beyond an EP. Yeah, it's a L with with the hidden track. Oh, yeah. It's an LP. Perfect. So, but, I mean, it's Great. fucking eight songs, you know? <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking, sh- you know, we wanted to put something out on vinyl real bad. Kurt came to us and was wanted to do it, and he had bought the fucking CD off our band camp, and he loved it, and he was like, fuck it, dude. Like, I want to I wanna put out a record, but we wanted to do more than, like, a the seven-inch, you know? Yeah. So we had some other songs in the, the can, so we fucking laid those down along with the cover, the oxymoron cover, and uh, Kurt was happy with it. So the whole story with Bram jumping in is 
We, uh, we grew up with Bram in Grand Rapids. He's yeah, like, we've, we've known him. For, <laughs> we've known him all our lives. <laughs> He's like one of our boys from fucking GR. Like I've, I've been fucking hanging out with Bram since we were fucking teenagers, you know? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> right? Sometimes the only way that it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was talking about on uh, either me and Eric last time we were doing the show together or something, but talking about bands when they first start out you know it's like all right what do you like what do you like what do you, uh, and then it's like oh i like these bands and then so you covers start right and from there you know to fill a set especially if you know some bands are going to wait until they yep. have a full set but other bands have a couple songs and to fill out playing at least 20 minutes or so you throw a cover or two in the mix yeah. and so was this oxymoron one of those or was it just hey we're going to fill it what should we put together and you pick something? How how'd that come about? It was a set filler for a live show, but it kind of just became like our our fucking song. Like we don't play it at all like Oxy does. Yeah. Right. And like when we first started playing it too, it was like when we like first got together, we're like, okay, this is a song we all fucking love. So we can get used to like jamming yeah. and stuff. So and then it just kind of stuck and I mean, we, I love oxymorons, so I'm totally down with it. Yeah, we, we, yeah we're, we've all just been oxy fans for a long time. So yeah. it was it was a good song to put in the set. We all love the band. And we play the song completely wrong. So it's like our own. <laughs> I like it. I like that. So on covers, for me personally, you know, when I hear some commercial and somebody's doing some soft some play of some fucking like heavy metal song or something like that, I'm like... Oh, why did they do that? That sounds fucking terrible. I don't like that. But then mm. on the flip side of that, because see, that's complete, in my opinion, it's completely wrong. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. But then when a band does what you did and you take a song and I hear it and I know the song, but it's like, but this isn't quite the song. I like it, right? Because it's, yeah. it sounds like it should, even though it isn't, you know, it's yeah. played in some, somewhere, mm. it has that, I don't know, recognizability, not the, the disgust when I'm looking over, like, are you shitting me? This is why did they let somebody ruin this song? I remember, I remember when I like learned it forever ago, and then after we'd been playing it for a while, because I learned it a long time ago, and then playing it, playing it, and then I was listening to the actual version, and I was just like, what the fuck are we playing? <laughs> this is like the I don't know. It was just funny. But, yeah. I think it's it goes the same with bands. So pick a band that's been around 20 years, put out five, six, seven albums, and those first couple albums, they're not playing all of those songs on a regular basis. They're going to, when it comes time, like, hey, let's play it live, or they've played it live over the years, and they weren't going back to listen to exactly the way they put it out, at least as a recording. Oh, yeah. All of those things kind of evolve too. So it's kind of along the same sense. Bands with their own music, once they've played it a while, uh, and maybe in some cases it doesn't even take that long, but it's going to sound different. Like you it's go really hear it live. A little, yeah. 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 They, they play different. They've listened to other music, and it's like, hey, I'm going to tweak this, tweak that. It's still the same song, but, mm -hmm. you know, subtle differences. Most, I would say most bands aren't going to play most of their music after at least a short period the exact same way. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't think I'm playing fucking like ten years the same way I was playing. Yeah. It, right. Know, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And imagine how know, much music like you've heard since then. Yeah. Right. And I think Figured listening to music, yeah. if you're going to be making and creating music, whatever's coming in, whatever styles, whatever music is coming in, is also 
having an effect, altering, changing, modifying your style and, and the way you want to do it along the way. So I think that's why some fans of bands, a band's been around, again, for 20, 30 years, uh, Metallica maybe, and mm. the band sounds the, the new music that they're making doesn't really sound a lot like, but you got to consider, I mean, you might not be a fan of it anymore, and I'm he, neither here nor there. I'm just using them as an example. They're, the, they're basically the whipping boy for right. bands that are changing their sound. <laughs> exactly, but you got to consider for them, they've heard how much music over that span of time since they created those albums that everybody's going to look back to and talk about. They all came out in the 80s, and we're almost 40 years since most of those albums, so how much music have they listened to? <laughs> uh, then you get the fans bitching about, oh, god damn, why can't they do Kill em All anymore? Or the other, on the flip yeah. side, they're saying, yeah, it's like the reviving Kill em All. I'm like, you said that about the last three albums, and no, it's not Kill em All anymore. You know why? Because they're 40 years older from when they made that. They're not going to make the same material. Right. They don't sound the same. They don't think the same. They're all grown up. They got houses. Sometimes a lot of them, multiple houses, <laughs> multiple kids. They got other things to worry about. So they're not as hard as they sound back then because that's just what time does. It slows you down. <laughs> I'm going to get you, way off you're track. Like younger though, you kind of do have like an elitist mentality that like only the first two albums are the, <laughs> the gold when that, when the artist is struggling oh, and yeah. right. can barely pay for studio time, <laughs> uh, you know, like y you, you do like attach yourself to that and think that, you know, I'm grown, grown a lot, you know, like I think a band can put out a new fucking record, you know, 20 years later or whatever. And it's fucking better than the havoc just put out the fucking new record. And it's better than the fucking new, the old shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So much better. Oh um, yeah. So, I mean, it can be done. Yes, it, it certainly can be. The album that I've been listening to a lot this week is the, it's not necessarily new, but it's the last record that Judas Priest put out. And I'm still amazed at how lively it sounds. I'm like, you know, at this point, a band that's been around for now 50 years, 50 fucking years, that's half a century. That's unbelievable it's, to like, think. it's like if they're still releasing music, it's like, yeah, you don't expect them to try anything new. It's like, stick to what you know, but make it sound good. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah, it's just like, don't try to recreate the classics. Try and make new ones. And they did. So it's like, you set the standard for what bands consisting of members that are uh, either pushing to the age of 60 or over, then, yeah, that's how you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, Helford still sounds as great as he ever did. Oh, yeah, he does. Back before we got on this tangent, we were talking about the Oxymoron cover. Oh, yeah. That's, that's where we got Oxymoron and then uh, bands who have, uh, you know, haven't changed their style 20 years, 30 years, yeah, that blah, way, blah, 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 and some, somehow yeah. Metallica worked its way in. Yes. So, somehow. Oxymoron, you play that one. Are there any other covers that you guys play in your set initially? I mean, as you have your, uh, so much of your own material, I'm sure you've been creating more because I bet this was recorded quite a while ago since you had to wait and have it put on <laughs> yeah. vinyl, and you've probably created stuff since then. So, I'm sure you got plenty, but... Just since we're on the topic of cover and that oxymoron cover, were there any others that you were playing that you could have chosen to do instead of that one? There's a few that we, we've messed around with. 
Um, we, uh, we were doing uh, vanilla muffins, no punk rock in my car. Nice. Yep. We pretty much only really busted that out as a sound check live. But in the in the basement and practicing, we were doing it. We were planning on putting it in the set list, but never really made its way into yeah, it. Stuck. Uh, we did Cox Bar, we're coming back. But that was kind oh, of... Yeah. We Classic. pulled that off at 40 Fest. We, yep. we played that at 40 Fest. Hell yeah. We have one we're going to play at the record release show on yeah. September 15th, the show we're doing with Total Chaos and uh, Acid As. We have a cover, mm. but we did, we can't give that one away yet. Sure. We're going to keep that one for the moment. <laughs> cool. But it's going to be a wrap. <laughs> it's going to awesome. be wild in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> You're going to cover an Asita song at their show. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking funny. That'd be kind of a troll move. I think that <laughs> more bands should do that. If you're opening for somebody, you should play one of their songs. That they, the, ba- the fans would expect to hear from them. You should play it. <laughs> That's like the, that was like the last time I saw the uh, Dead Boys. Uh, not, the band before them didn't play any of their songs, but the music that was playing over the PA was playing like a ton of uh, punk rock classics. And the song that played right before Dead Boys went on was Sonic Reducer. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> so that was practically of their stage walking was. music. And that was the first song they played anyway. So I'm like... <laughs> it's really bizarre almost like it was planned but that that in and of itself is pretty funny your stage walking music is your own music i'd do something like that i'll play the demo version of one of my old songs and they came out in their own (laughs) t-shirts did they do that eric uh no they did it yeah their singer he looked like a i don't know he was really strange looking (laughs) so flamboyant (laughs) so on the topic of the album specifically you're doing the album release show and so you said that's in september later in september yeah september 15th september 15th so when i guess we're covering the when like what time and then the where should you know anybody close to grand rapids 7 p.m 21 and up if you're in the grand rapids area you know where the pyramid scheme is uh, if you're not and you're flying in, look it up. It's right. it's a pretty rad pinball bar, right pretty good town. venue. Cool. Any other shows then, before we cover the album, any other shows that you have planned? Are you guys going to go do any playing of shows outside of Grand Rapids? Not totally sure right now. I know we're going to start working on some tunes to get back in the studio. This fall or winter or something yeah, like that. We, we, got, we got like studio shit planned mainly right now. We want to record some more shit. Yeah. Definitely want to get out there, play some more shows out you know, outside of the state, back to Chicago, stuff like that. Me and Matt have another thing. We'll be out of the state a couple times with a different band, but we'll, we'll be, we get a lot of offers to go do stuff. It's just like financially and like time. Sure. We all have full-time jobs. We all, you know, I got family and kids and shit like that. So just really like, you know, it's punk rock, dude. It's not struggle to get. We ain't making any fucking money on this shit. (laughs) Struggle to get that. Right. But we want to. Hey, it helps sell in the marks when uh, the record looks as good as yours did. So obviously there's always classic black and the (laughs) artwork that you guys have on your album, the color scheme chosen, and then that uh, black and orange. Because I have, I got a copy of each, the black and then the, the black and orange. And the black and orange is fantastic. Goes so well with the album artwork. You know, you know, you could have picked 
purple or something, and then you pull it out and like, okay, cool, it's a purple vinyl, but it, it, it's just next level as far as thought goes when you pull it out and they match so well together because they don't they don't always do that. Exactly, that's the, exactly why we went with it. We just kind of wanted to have it go with the art that our boy Marco did from No Front Teeth Records. Um, so stuff got turned out. Though. He just did an awesome job on that, and we we're like, let's do something with the vinyl color that goes along with the art he did. So yeah. I, it fucking, we didn't, we didn't see it until we got it and it fucking turned out the, the vinyl turned out fucking sick. Fits really fucking good. Yeah. Sure did. Uh, I saw dismantled records. They were posting when it was coming and what it was going to look like. And so I was excited to get it. And then when I saw truck stop toilet records was going to have it, First of all, they're closer to me, so it's going to be better in shipping. But uh, <laughs> I always want to support Bram with anything that Truck Stop Toilet Records is doing. So it was great that it was there as well. And it looks great. And on the topic of the album, so we covered the band name, why the band name. Now, why the album name, Unfinished? Other than there's a track on there that's called Unfinished, is there something specific that cho- made you choose Unfinished? Absolutely. So the song was like not even titled Unfinished. We named the song Unfinished um, because we wanted to title the album Unfinished. Like this is like a continuation of like where we like left off, you know? Yeah. From like Chernobyl Babies and stuff like yeah. that. It's like a takeoff. Like we're like huge like Street Brats fans, <clears throat> non-believers fans. So like if you listen to like Street Brats and to the non-believers, you know, it's like clear as day, like they're picking up where Street Brats left off. Like we were trying Even to the do names this, of the albums. We were trying to do this kind of like similar style thing with that. So you guys mentioned, uh, mentioned Chernobyl Babies. Do you have ties with those guys? Eric missed that part. We did talk about that when we were talking about the interview. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, Matt played guitar and I was the singer of the Chernobyl Babies. Okay, because I got to, <laughs> I just got to flex that to my roommate because she fucking loves Chernobyl babies. I'm like, I'll be, hey, you never guess who I'm talking to right now. <laughs> yep, yeah, so me and Matt were in that band. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, Genova Babies kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I guess along the, those lines, since he's asking that question, some bands in your circumstance where they were in a previous band or at least a couple members occasionally bring a song or two with them, at least for live sets. Is that something that you guys do in your current live sets? We did it once. Yeah. We don't tend to do it. Uh, we did it for 40 Fest uh, because there was a story being told at, at 40 Fest as well because we me and matt were doing another band there too called soap babies which is like chernobyl babies and soap charge mixed together uh yeah. so we did like one chernobyl baby song and then the night night after that did a big chernobyl baby set okay um but we don't as oil change really ever do chernobyl baby songs no so That's, when there's somebody yeah. like eric friend soon to be roommate is a huge fan and then they see you at an oil change show and say, hey, what? how likely is it that I'm going to see you play those songs again or any of those songs again? Because maybe, you know, I don't know the circumstances and I'm not trying to get into that as to why you're not playing in that band, but for somebody who enjoys that music and would want to hear it again. For example, like Two Minute Minor, I'm a fan of Two Minute Minor and their last show is coming up in uh, a Crash Fest. And so if any of those guys do a show again and people didn't get the chance to see them. I saw them once in Connecticut, and I'm hoping to get to Crash Fest because I want to see them one more time. But after that, 
that's supposed to be their last show. So if somebody wants to see them, and especially if the band members go play in other bands, what do you tell somebody that asks you that question? Go see the Soap Babies in <laughs> Connecticut and in Boston, September 29th and September 30th. That's your chance to see the Chernobyl Babies. Perfect. It's not going to happen at an oil change show. Perfect. Look, We've done other like little reunions with the babies like every few years in the past, but if it works out, it just... It's very random and not extremely planned. So sure. <laughs> well, as we already discussed, we you guys states. have plenty of yeah, your own it's music. It's so complicated. Yeah. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have plenty of your own music as oil change, so you wouldn't need to fill those with any of your your previous songs. Just more of a curiosity if someone was, someone was to say that. But now I know what the answer is. Go see a soap baby show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, the soap babies. Presented by Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no more Even tears. Happens, no, quite randomly. Yeah, <laughs> I think that your cover for a, a release for that band is going to look like the Nirvana baby, but in a bathtub with bubbles or something. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe slowly decaying. <laughs> you know, maybe it's my morbid. It's my morbid mind, but I'm just picturing an overhead shot of a baby face down in a puddle of water in the bathtub. I'm like, huh. Oh. That's uh, that's really that's really sad. I love it. <laughs> All right, so back on the album unfinished, there's eight official tracks, one track that we've already discussed that's on top of that. So let's talk about some of those eight tracks. After uh, the release came out and I heard it, uh, I played it on the show, a couple of the tracks. Eric and I, on the episodes that we're not doing interviews at least, uh, we each pick a great cover-to-cover -cover album. And, and talk about it. Sometimes it's older albums, but sometimes something new comes out, and we really enjoy it. And in this case, that that was your album. I really enjoyed it, so I did play Unfinished and Ten Years. Let's talk about these ones, and then let's talk about any that, that kind of stand out for you as a band. Yeah, Unfinished. Some of these songs, like me and Sean, had been writing separately, so they've been. Some of them were like written a while ago, before the band had even like been formed. And like I had these lyrics for a while, and um, you know, it's just. It's, uh, I don't know, I really like that song. It's about, like, you know, some friends come and go and people change and, you know, it's not always a bad thing. But uh, we've always, like, stuck around and, you know, we just love playing music and uh, this is what we've kind of known for so long that uh going to stick with it. So also partly why it's unfinished. And I originally couldn't think of a chorus, so that's partly why it's called Unfinished as, like, a slave note, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years. Tell us about ten years. Ten years is like one of the first ones I wrote. I went over this before with uh, a different show we did. Like if you listen to the record, A side is songs that I wrote, B side songs that Matt wrote, and so that one, one of the first ones I wrote, like in that batch that we we had brought together. And that one is just, you know, I, I fucking kind of like left the punk scene for a while after I quit the Chernobyl babies and like went and did my like hippie shit and like listened to the Grateful Dead and took a bunch of acid and shit. And I came back to punk rock and I think that this is like my song that's kind of like singing to myself in the mirror. And, you know, it's very personal. Like 10 years in Anthem are very, very, very personal to me. I'm going to point out, mm -hmm. sometimes we may leave punk rock for whatever reasons, but punk rock never leaves us. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. That's great. So when it comes to arrangement, you obviously said four and four, right? Each wrote four. That's how you get your A and your B side. So is that how you group the songs as far as order goes uh, on the record? It was not 
originally intentionally done that way. It just kind of it kind of fit just, that way. Yeah. So like the set, we got everything like split up and stuff. Yeah, the live set's different, you know. But like for the record, it did fit well that way, and like the way like certain songs like kind of seem to fit in certain places. That makes sense. The arrangement sometimes it kind of tells a story, and so that's why I ask if there's some something specific there. Yeah, yeah. There. Like where one song picks up or like and the other one picks up it is like can it's supposed to be continuing like lovable losers into like anthem it's like one thing you know like it's all meant to like kind of flow together that way yeah like we definitely all worked on like put a lot of stuff into like each song it was like like the bare bare bones is like what each of yeah us it's, it's all a collaborative effort sure. in the end like, but but like, the, pretty much lyrically, it's we were just like messing around on yeah. acoustic, and like it came about like that. And then we all sit down and actually put everything together and see what we want to do. Well, it, it turned out great. Uh, as I said, we played ten years. Uh, we played unfinished both on the show uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, you guys released whenever as a single over a year ago, right? It was quite some time ago that that uh, was released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We released that pretty much right. Right after it was mastered, because yeah. it was a fucking banger. It we is. Had to get it out. Absolutely. As soon as I heard that, I was I was hooked. I'm like, all right, I'm ready for what's to come, and here we go. And that's why I didn't pick that one when I played those other two. I already played it. We always try to play different songs on the show, as you know, why repeat when there's a lot of other material out there. Especially, you know, bands like yourself, there's already that number of tracks, so I wouldn't want to repeat when you put out a lot of other great stuff. So, yeah, I wanted to bring that up, point out whenever. Awesome. It's it's one of those songs that I'm sure gets a, a great reaction from the crowd when you guys are, are playing your shows. That's definitely a sing-along yeah. that people want to, especially if it's at a bar and we've already had drinks, <laughs> then I'm sure that people are even more so prompted to jump right in and start singing along with you. It's <laughs> definitely a drinking song. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, if you play in bars, I think every band should have one. And if you don't have one and haven't written one yourself, then you should pick a good one to cover. <laughs> yes. Cover straight edge at a bar. Yeah, right? That would be funny. <laughs> All the uh, non-straight edgers and the former straight edgers with the X's still tattooed on their hands. Oops. <laughs> Just yelling up. Yeah, bottles in the air. I've got the straight edge. <laughs> All right. Are there any songs that we haven't played yet on the show that you want to talk about? Any that are maybe stand out more particularly as either how you guys put it together or maybe what it means to any of you individually? Never fade away. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if you played that, but like the album version of that song is way better than the EP version. It's just fucking, there's something about it. It's different. So, like, that track kicks ass. Like, Vic took that song in the studio, and he made that something else. It's fucking killer. It came out really good. A lot of those lyrics in that song, I wrote it a long time ago, but, um, or at least the lyrics, and that one's pretty, I, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that's a that, good one. That had a, a lot of meaning to me, especially especially at the time of writing like the lyrics. So that one sticks out to me a lot. Are there any at shows? So how many shows approximately have you guys played as a band playing, you know, at least the majority of these songs? Cause again, as we talked about, you've probably had these songs for quite some time to get it pressed on vinyl all that time, yeah. you know, to be done, ready, sent, and be in order. I don't know, even know the process, if you already have to have your shit done, and then you can get in line 
then wait your four or five months because I think it's down to four or five months uh, as opposed to that, nearly a year, a, a couple years ago. Well, yeah, dude, we've like <clears throat> since the whole 2020, the COVID shit, like we've played a shit ton of fucking shows. Like pretty much we, as we fucking could. dove in as hard as we could. And like we've we're fucking burned out of, of Grand Rapids. Like we played here too much. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've, we've been out of town a little bit. We played the whiskey in Hollywood. We've been to chicago but we fucking played a shit ton of shows within the time you know like last studio run we were pretty well seasoned playing that it was it was pretty easy to run through the the songs are there any particular tracks because obviously you notice as a band you've played enough shows it sounds like that you know the the ones that the crowd maybe resonate more with or the reaction is greater I'll speak for example here in Salt Lake. Like bands will come through and they'll play, right? And then there'll be those songs where the the crowd gets going for like 20, 30 <clears throat> seconds and then everybody takes the rest of the song off because they're out of shape or they're drunk or whatever, right? But then, <laughs> <laughs> then that song comes on and it lasts for maybe a full minute or minute and a half or maybe even the whole song as opposed to the first 20 to 30 seconds. Are there any of those songs that you feel the crowd may react to more than others? Chicago, fucking great crowd. Whenever they're up singing, they fucking know all the words. You know, they're fucking getting down with Unfinished. Fucking really like singing up there. You know, Atlanta, they're fucking same thing. Whenever, Unfinished. Fucking hitting it hard. Whiskey, eh, weird, you know, like, <laughs> it was not our crowd, really, but, like, fun, good experience, <laughs> no one singing our shit. All right, so, what we covered music, the album, the label, so, when you guys are going to, you know, this, we'll say, fall, you know, post-album release show, you're going to be hitting the, the studio, working on recording, you know, getting stuff, you know, practicing so you're ready to record, recording and all that, that's probably what the end of this year holds for the band. What do you expect for, say, 2024 then? Since we kind of have an idea of what's the remainder of 2023, what's 2024 in store? You know, best laid plans. Well, like probably another release, like an EP release or maybe like a split release. We we don't know what we're going to do with the music we're going to record yet, but yeah, we're going to do like roll with it. We just want to put some, just get some more music down. Splits are and, awesome. I love splits. Such a great thing. Yeah. That, that yeah. Uh, yeah. We do too. So like, I thought it'd be a good idea. Like you brought up oil, right? Oh, like right. do an oil, oil change split. Mm. Like I thought maybe that would be cool, but you know, we'll fucking do something. And then, you know, we've, we got a lot of like offers to like hit the road with some bands um, nothing like we can talk about or anything, sure. but we just got to be able to make some work. Cause again, we're like the van's breaking the... down. We're broke. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you got to put some time in. It sounds like it makes sense. And hopefully the, the cards will lay as you want them to for 2024. Exactly. I think that, you know, as we were talking about at the top of the interview, since there are several bands, a, maybe a four-way split or something like that with all bands that have oi somewhere in the <laughs> in not just that two not. like two's cool two's cool don't get me wrong but let, let's shoot for the stars here and see if you can coordinate like four like everybody put one song in and so you have two bands one song each side on on the seven inch two on the other you only had to put one song in but four bands all with 
some form of oi in the title of the band. I like this idea. And then you can have a title for the EP that has oi of some sort in a word. Oh, yeah. It would have to, yes. <laughs> Fucking maybe, great. Maybe, you should, maybe your hype man should just be a mechanic. <laughs> perform at a body shop with, yeah. with a car on a fucking uh, on a riser and just have the guy just like doing an oil change while you're playing a song <laughs> a little on the nose maybe yeah you could go to like a jiffy lube aren't they supposed to be fast with oil changes and then you guys could have like a we're gonna do a set in the amount of time it takes to get an oil change done <laughs> Every time the car comes in, we just switch sides. Right. <laughs> or would you guys go to Texas play uh, play a show in front of one of those uh, oil geysers? Oh shit! Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> the fucking cranes and shit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> or maybe that that would be a music video idea. That oh, would dude, be a great epic. music video. Eighties like Guns and Roses, but we're playing in the wind with yeah, the fucking please. oil fucking drill in the background. Yeah. Squirting <laughs> up. You know you could always green screen that, fire. but if you ever do go oh, yeah. on tour to Texas, you should not pass the opportunity. Hop out and get some video footage that you could just add in and create a music video later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think there's yeah. oil fields in Wyoming, so if you come out our direction, oh, yeah. there might be oil fields here near us. We may, anyway. we may, we may. <laughs> oh, they're actually, yeah, they actually are in uh, in Utah, like up in the uh, up in the Uintas. Oh, okay. Yeah, like uh, like if you go into deep in the area of like uh, of Duchesne County there's uh, plenty of those the little uh, you know those uh, head dippers like the <laughs> yeah you know like the little bird that goes in takes a drink of water goes up and down that's exactly what i was thinking right yeah. yes <laughs> yes yeah that yeah there's plenty of those out in there cuz i've driven around there multiple times in my youth <laughs> and i'm well, just like sounds... hey they're cool they look like dinosaurs you know <laughs> sounds like a plan for next summer any of those uh, possibilities that might be on the horizon, just make sure you check that on the, the tour list of things that you need to accomplish. <laughs> oil fields. Check. Oil fields. That should be the name of the album. Oil fields. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how many songs you have, but you get one for the four-way split. Maybe do another split, so that's like two songs. And then you can release your own EP, and I mean, you're only like, what, six, seven songs in, so the EP can be called Oil Fields, and you have a split, and then a four-way split. <laughs> You've got your, your neck, that's like 2024, 20, and maybe even at least the first half of 2025 covered. 2025. <laughs> and you know, if you go on tour, you, you need to have something, right? You got to take something with you. Selling seven inches is a great idea, so if you have those ready to oh. Oh, when we were talking about vinyl in the very beginning like our original idea was like just just do a seven inch of like the first dp and then it just started going towards the lp <laughs> now you have some ideas and so depending on what you get recorded and how things are going to fit together there's plenty of ideas i'm sure you already had plenty of those ideas yourself but if you didn't there you go. <laughs> Loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Big bang. <laughs> All right. Since we're talking about the future, if people want to know and keep up with you as to when releases, uh, future shows, the stuff that we're talking about that, you know, the, the show, anybody that's not able to make your album release show, you have a cover that you're going to play there too that you obviously can't give away. So the stuff that you can't give away yet, 
where should people be following you? That way they can keep up with when you're either coming to their town or if you didn't make it to their town, at least keep up with what you're up to. I mean, pretty much like our Instagram and our Facebook is going to be the best way to follow like what we're doing. It's like oil change punks anywhere. We have the band camp. We post all of our music up on the band camp and all the shows and shit like that are on Spotify as well. So like all our shows are usually posted up on that. But mainly like Instagram, Facebook, we keep up pretty heavy on there with like promoting and letting people know like what the fuck's going on with the band. Like we're in the studio, we're going to go play Chicago, whatever it be. The social medias is is where we're at. So oil change punks everywhere. And I'm and, sure you'll have your own copies at the album release show because that would make sense to sell there. <laughs> yeah. But for anybody that isn't able to make it to the album release show Dismantled Records, Truck Stop Toilet Records, that's where they should go to get that LP. Absolutely, yeah. Dismantled, out of the orange. So go, right. to, go to Bram, go to Truck Stop. You can get your orange there. I think a few other distros have like some of the black copies. Do you, like Oi Boys Records, for sure, your, has your some buddy, of our uh, stuff. Oh, yeah. My friend Devin in Fargo, he owns a record shop. Um, I think it's, he's, he's got some. Yeah, he just has like a handful of them. Yeah. You'll be able to get them at like Creatures Closet in Portland. They're, uh, they're around. But they, yeah, they'll be around the distros. And then like, we're just telling everyone right now pretty much to go to Bram because he's got the the orange shit. Right. So, People, you should, uh, I'm going to recommend you get the orange one until the orange one's completely out. And then uh, you're just going to have to get the black. I still like black. I think black has a classic look, but... Uh, I, I think that the the variety in vinyl, the color, the splatters, the color choices, the how the color, like I, I've already talked about all this, but goes with the album cover, it gives it that uniqueness to the album, you know, instead of just, I have another black record, I have another black record. When they're mm -hmm. spinning, it looks like the last black record, you know, not that there's a problem with that, but Again, gives it that uniqueness. So I'm going to recommend go to Truck Stop Toilet Records and get them those orange yeah, splatters until they're gone. What do you have against black variants, Dustin? Black is very common. And, hey, if you like mm -hmm. common, there's nothing wrong with common. We're all common people, right? But Black, va <laughs> black variants matter. <laughs> it just looks cooler depending on what's on there as it spins around. <laughs> Uh, I could not resist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fantastic. I just want to throw out, like, especially to anyone that helped donate in the past. Brittany, oh. our drummer, just had, like, heart surgery a few months ago. And everything helped out a lot, and it all went really well. Yeah, we can't thank you. Everybody that helped gave shout-outs anyway. She performed, shared it. It really was so nice to have the support, and it really made a huge difference. And That's she's awesome. back fucking killing it on the drums. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations on, uh, you know, success anyway in the heart surgery. Obviously not congratulations in, in having it, because nobody wants to have <laughs> any surgery. Right. I'm sure yeah. if you, you can avoid them. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but... Congratulations. You look great. Thank uh, you. you don't look like somebody that uh, is, I don't know, I don't know what you would expect after, uh, you know, somebody <laughs> that has heart surgery. So that's great. And that is fantastic. So many people helped out. It's awesome. Great. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. I do have one more thing. I sent a message to my friend like, a, hey, you won't believe who I'm interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I was like, well, I have them on here. Are there any things you want to know? And she's like, okay, ask him this for me. Specifically for uh, you two ex-babies. <laughs> what are your biggest idols? 
And what songs do you have the most fun performing? <laughs> this is for Nikki. <laughs> uh, Discox is definitely just right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the Chernobyl Baby's biggest influence was just like the Discox and Pogo 77 records. So, and then fucking... Anything like most anything like punk core or charge back in the day you know no idols really yeah. though but hard influences though so that japanese shit and on the what songs we enjoy playing i mean i always like playing they lost they lost way oi and uh oi is back in town for me i think i like that that's one that's a good yeah. one that's my Channel baby. It's very short but sweet. All right. Are any of those a side what? question? Are any of those ones you play at a soap baby show? All of them. All of those. The okay. soap baby set is most well, of like, the most of the babies. Every catalogs. single fucking baby song. It's <laughs> and like every single soap and every song. soap charge song. It's it's a epic set. Awesome. Hell yeah. That does sound epic. All right. Well, now she's got more of a reason to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Nikki. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us, and uh, we'll, we'll get on to some more music. All right. Cheers. Thank you. from unfinished that was start again uh, i want to thank the band again thank you to sean to matt to Britt for all joining we had a blast it was a really great interview i hope you enjoyed it 
Uh, get out there, check out Unfinished. Go support the band. Again, they have some shows coming up. And if you wanted to see the Chernobyl Babies, well, you heard it. Go watch Soap Babies. They have some shows at the end of September as well, and I'm sure they'll probably do some more. And you, So you basically get to see like uh, two bands for the for one or two at the same time because some you always get to see typically more than one band. I don't know where I'm going with that, but great interview. Thank you to the bands. Thank you to all, all their great tracks. Like I said, I'll try to play a few other ones. Try to cover a whole bunch of the discussion. Uh, discussion. We try to cover a bunch of the tracks so hopefully got the insight you were looking for great stuff we're gonna wrap up the show with something still punk but like more punkish and the band is called your best nightmare got an email from aaron on august 7th we're gonna play it to wrap up the show even though uh it's described as a bubblegum a horror punk with a ukulele kind of fits how we wrap up the show's uh, an EP coming out this week on Friday from uh, Your Best Nightmare. It'll be on August 18th, so be on the lookout for it. There's two singles that you can go find uh, before then if you want. One is uh, Ghost Town Love. The other we're going to play here in just a moment called Really Cute. Or you can just wait for the whole EP to come out. I'm not sure if those singles will be on there or not, but if they aren't, well, you make sure you go back and look for them. Uh, it's about, this is, uh, I think it's the EP specifically, is about committing brutal crimes for your vampire boyfriend. But nonetheless, we're going to play the, the track really cute, Your Best Nightmare from Hackettstown in New Jersey. Let's get to it. Let's wrap up the show with some of Your Best Nightmare. Fucking kill myself. Ta- 
Be better than be better than you are. I, I like to tell people that because a lot of us could stand to be a, a little bit better than we are. So just remember that. All right, good stuff there. That's what we're wrapping the show up with. Your best nightmare. Really cute. Uh, great uh, ukulele going on with that bubblegum horror punk sound. So yeah, there. Check out the rest. That single actually was released way back in February, but again. Uh, be on the lookout for, on the 18th this Friday, the EP is coming out. So uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and joining. I want to thank uh, all of the band members in Oil Change for joining us as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening all the way up to this point. Thank you to all the bands that share their music and get out there, check out the bands, support the bands. least we could do is follow them, go to their social medias, Follow them there. Go to their band camps. Follow them there and find stuff you like. Support them. Bandcamp Friday will be coming up too. But if you don't want to wait till then, I'm sure the band would appreciate your support at any point because I'm sure when bands create music and they get those email notifications that somebody's been buying their stuff, they probably get overjoyed because I know I sure would be. So get out there. Do those things. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Verbal, Podchaser, slcpunkcast.com, and you can find all the bands on Instagram at Dead Mammal, sorry, Instagram rather, Dead Mammals, uh, at Freedom Punk, at uh, Pata en la Mente uh, Banda, so that's P-A-T-A-E-N-L-A-M-E-N-T-E-B-A-N-D-A, there you go, Pata en la Mente Banda, at Anti-Venom MX, uh, I don't have any social medias for the deads, but you can definitely go find them on streaming sources and, and go stream the music there. At Bouncing Souls and J, at Double Fisted Band, at Oil Change Punks. Uh, and it's actually underscore Aaron is where you will find your best nightmare over on uh, Instagram. Eric is found, so you can go find him at Scary Uncle. 
underscore uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. I think I've, let me do that again. Starting over with Eric at scary uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. There you go. That's on Instagram. Uh, then you can find Eric on, uh, let's see, his bands are found at anonymous underscore band official on Instagram, at anonymous SLC on Facebook. The band camp for anonymous is anonymous slc.bandcamp.com. Then on Instagram, you can find the apathetics at the apathetics.slc and at the apathetics on Facebook. The apathetics are at the app, or not at, but just the apathetics.bandcamp.com. And then Eric's other podcast, as he's saying, he is working on getting it going again, even though it's been a while. But he will continue to mention. And if you want to go check out other stuff that Eric does, you can go over to at lead melodies underscore podcast on Instagram or at lead.melodies.podcast.slc over on Instagram. Or sorry, that's Facebook. The first one was Instagram. And then anchor.fm. Uh, forward slash lead hyphen melodies if you want to go check out lead melodies he also does the slc hardcore page on facebook updates all sorts of flyers for shows hardcore shows and things related to hardcore especially when it pertains to salt lake city then you can find all the bands on facebook at dead mammals at free dumb punk pata in lamente at anti-venom mx at bouncing souls at double fisted band at oil change punks Thank you again to everybody who tuned in. Thank you to the band for doing the interview. Thank you to all the bands that share their music. And again, if nobody listened, then I guess I would just be talking to nobody. So thank you to everybody that listens. That is greatly appreciated. And uh, those are the final thoughts. So we'll see you on the next one. Play the fucking outro.